Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. It seems odd to be in the health renaissance where you're appreciating the body and how you're designed to thrive on the planet when we're in the age of psychosis. So today we're talking about the what makes people accept the changes in society. It's rituals. Now... <laughs> We're going to have all of this posted uh, live on Facebook tonight, and while it's still available, it will be on YouTube. We're also posting it on BitChute, which is hugely important because when we look at um, our YouTube has now been totally demonetized. Now think of this. I've been posting videos since 2007. 13 years of doing it. Now we have 978 videos. 74 million views. Now if you take the amount of time that that people watch, it's around 1,849 years they viewed just this content that I put out. Now, I've spent around 20, 25 hours a week um, doing this, and so now they decided to censor me. Why? Because I'm not following community guidelines, okay? It's odd that for the last 13 years, uh, I have been following community guidelines. Now, I have multiple videos over, I mean, the most is almost 3 million views, but a bunch over a million. Um, now, the eight videos that have been wiped out are now on BitChute. And this is hugely important because they're all talking about the coronavirus. And one of them is the reason I'm not afraid, I have a plan. And the when the virus was first coming out, or you know, we started to be aware of it in the West, was January, February. And so I got on the data as much as I could and found out that it was just a virus. Then when the Diamond Princess showed up, oh my gosh, you got the ultimate. You got the ultimate there. You're, you're looking at a ship of elderly people, 3,711 people, and they have recirculating air with no no filters, so everyone's breathing the same air. So we know that everybody on the ship was exposed, or as many as you could imagine. And uh, how many deaths out of the 3,700? There were seven deaths. Now, one death occurred in the 80 to 89 age group, and six occurred in the 70 to 79 age group, and nobody in the rest of the crew. Now, a number of the crew, nearly 800, tested positive, so that means that it was a virus that affected only a small segment of the population, and everyone that died had a comorbid condition. So we knew that, that from that data that this was not the Great Plague, and that's what I put out, and that's where there's a problem. So now, let's look at n number one thing. When you're looking at businesses, because if all of this stuff, and I mean the face masks, the rubber gloves, social distancing, shutting down businesses, if this is just random, that they're just coming up with stuff, what is the purpose? The purpose is rituals, and we'll get into that. But, but just think of this, because when you look at essential and non-essential businesses, each state has different definitions of that. And the best list that I've seen uh, was from Memphis, Tennessee. And they went through on what's essential, what's not essential. And, um, it, you know, it's kind of interesting in California. Uh, <laughs> in California, they had gunshots open, uh, abortion clinics open, churches closed, 
prisons letting people out, schools closed, uh, beauty supply, uh, beauty stores like salons closed, um, gyms closed, parks closed, and none of this stuff made sense to me. And I'm thinking, well, why, why could they possibly recommend that? Why? Because they're doing, uh, they're changing the mindset. That's the biggest virus. It's not the coronavirus. It's literally the government is changing your mindset to accept the new normal. And in fact, um, if you want to go along with this, okay, and, and the, the media and the government are telling you you should, this is the new normal. So in order to have restrictions uh, lifted, you have to have limited groups of people. You can't go back to the old days of big sporting events. Uh, you have to require social distancing. Masks uh, will be required. And all vaccinations, that means all adult vaccines, uh, mandatory every year. Now, they're also going to initiate contact tracing, which means that they will be able to come in your house and test you. And if you test positive, even though those tests are 90% uh, false positive, they will quarantine you and anybody that you've been in contact with for two weeks. And remember, this is going to be the new normal. It will be every day, every year, every week. And, of course, there will be travel restrictions where you can't get a driver's license or get on a plane unless you have your vaccination card. And there will be a tracking chip embedded in your arm for your convenience and safety. Uh, now, uh, non-essential businesses, get this, uh, are people that those that frequent for pleasure. And this is how they gauged it. See, they didn't do a study and looked at all the hair salon owners so that when the flu comes through, that salons are one of the hotbeds of infectivity. Okay, no, that, there's no study like that. They didn't shut down the restaurants because people that go to restaurants don't get sick on a greater basis. They didn't shut down the beaches because people that go to beaches tend to get sick more. No, because that's completely crazy. Um, it's totally designed to change, to change your belief system. Um, now, if you believe that the government exists to serve the best interests of the people, I'm, I'm talking reality here. If you believe that our current medical system is based in science and it organizes itself around saving lives with safe and effective pharmaceuticals, if you believe that you don't need to go to the supermarket and read a label, if you, your doctor is going to give you multiple pharmaceuticals that are all based in science, is the mainstream media reporting actual events or are they sensationalizing it? Uh, and those people who are censored in the news or social media, um, they're just disseminating harmful information and they need to be punished. Okay, so if you believe that, then your world is going to be amazing, okay? The government will take care of it. You won't need to think about anything, and you just need to follow the rules. Now, this is the change in belief systems, because if you think that all of those things are possible, that all of those things are, you're, you're being indoctrinated in, um, that means medications for symptoms, vaccination for disease prevention, no individuality, you cannot sue the pharmaceutical companies, and you will be forced compliance. So this way, your neighbors will be forced compliance, or you could turn them in. Or, if you'd like to, how about health freedom? 
What if you, instead of medications for symptoms, you did supportive therapies like diet, exercise, vitamins? What if instead of vaccinations to prevent disease, you supported your health through uh, healthy supplements, juicing, blending, exercise, deep sleep? Um, You took probiotics, uh, healthy bacteria-containing foods, and you looked at individualized support therapies, not um, one-size-fits-all. Now, if you like that health freedom where you can decide what vaccines to get, what medications to take, um, then you need to change the system. Now, all of this, and, and this is hugely important, because when we're looking at the virus, and remember, this is a belief system. There's, we're going to cover masks this, this video or this, this, this show on, on how they're completely insane. But if we look at history, if we look back at history, we have a good idea of what the future will hold. Now, I've got some quotes from this one article of this virologist, David Baltimore. Now, he was really big in this. 1976, they had a swine flu epidemic, and he compares the swine flu with the SARS epidemic, okay, of 2003. And now we have SARS-CoV-2, so this is pertinent. And he talks about the media. Quote, I think the problem is that we have such a fearful moment is that the media doesn't put forth an effort into putting things into perspective, into saying what people can do quite safely. Nothing is absolutely safe and nothing is absolutely certain. But the media needs to convey the hierarchies of danger. Things like smoking, driving, climbing ladders are high on the hierarchy in the the context of the danger of uh, SARS is negligible to the citizens of America. Now we can end of quote. So we can we can correlate that directly, because what percentage of our population is at risk? You're talking that it, senior citizens, people over 65, that have a comorbid condition. Those are 99.9 percent of all the deaths from this. So that means 95% and below have barely cold symptoms, okay? So we know that this is not that deadly to the majority of the population. But to less than 1% of the population that has a comorbid condition, it's a challenge. So we have to strengthen those. Now, during this article, David Baltimore asked a couple of questions, okay, Quote, here's one of the questions. How can you tell at the beginning of an outbreak it will turn disastrous or if it will peak early and taper off? Uh, Listen to this, what he says. Uh, We encountered this with the swine flu, which appeared in the spring of 76 in some military personnel people who had gotten it from a farm. The CDC became very concerned and encouraged the federal government to start a vaccination program, which it did. By the fall, we had a vaccine and gave it to tens of millions of people, and the virus never reappeared. Uh, So we made the entirely wrong guess. If we had been wrong in the opposite direction, we would have felt even more stupid. Um, Next question. Uh, Do you just vaccinate against everything? Wouldn't you hit vaccination overload? Well, you have to be hard-nosed about the decision to vaccinate large numbers of people. It's a concern with smallpox today. We know that the smallpox vaccine causes problems in a small fraction of people, but that the number is large enough that if we vaccinated everybody in the country, we'd have hundreds of deaths and thousands of people who were debilitated. 
You don't want to do that lightly. You have to consider the probability that we'll have an epidemic of smallpox uh, that it's a hard question to ask. It not that interesting, okay, that he's saying that just to mass vaccinate everyone, nothing is completely safe and that it can have problems. And now that Google is the pharmacy company, you betcha Google and YouTube, uh, they're, they're all one in the same. Uh, Google is now pushing the pharmaceutical um, program. And so, so you're not going to hear a lot uh, against uh, vaccination. We're going to have to work with code words. So let's just look at face masks. Now, why? And I'm going to answer this question, but why are they requiring you to wear a face mask? Okay, because I'll ask patients, I'll say, look, if you're coughing or sneezing, uh, the face mask will, you know, catch those. So you're not going to be spreading a lot of them everywhere. However, if you're coughing and sneezing, you should just take care of your immune system and you're going to be okay. You know, strengthen your immune system, vitamin D, vitamin C, you know, rest, you know, just the way mom would take care of a cold. Now, if you're wearing it to protect yourself from other droplets, that's been shown ineffective. So let's look at a couple of journal articles that state about face masks. One, the British Medical Journal, quote, this study is the first uh, randomized controlled trial of cloth masks and results caution against the use of cloth masks. This is an important finding to inform occupational health and safety that the cloth masks had poor filtration and may result in increased risk of infection. That's right, the cloth mask may result in an increased risk of infection. Then we look at ACP journals. Um, in conclusion, uh, both surgical and cotton masks seem to be ineffective at preventing the dissemination of SARS-CoV-2. Let's look at um, uh, medrxiv.org. Evidence, uh, the evidence is not sufficiently strong enough to support widespread use of face masks. Let's look at... Um, uh, SIDRAP, okay, and this is education, <laughs> brilliant, historical view of the cloth mask in U.S. settings started in the 1800s. Uh, failure of the cloth mask required the public in stopping in the 1918 pandemic found that the number of cloth layers to achieve an acceptable efficiency made them difficult to breathe through and caused leakage. Given the policy of information about the performance as a sort a source control in a real-world setting, along with the extremely low efficiency of cloth masses, filters, and poor fit, there is no evidence to support their use by the public or healthcare workers. Um, great study out of Korea that talked about uh, four po COVID-positive patients coughing in a Petri dish with a mask, with a cloth mask, with an N95 mask, and with no mask, and they found out not only did it not protect, but it actually spread diseases on the outside. Uh, CDC.gov review, <clears throat> quote, in this review, we did not find evidence to support the protective effect of, of personal protective measures or environmental measures in reducing influenza transmission. We did not find evidence that the surgical fast masks are effective in reducing laboratory-confirmed influenza. Uh, let's look at social distancing. Because, I mean, if masks aren't based in science, why do they recommend them? 
If masks aren't based in science, why not the recommendum? If the people aren't getting sick outside in parks and beaches and restaurants and um, salons and churches, why are they closing them? Well, let's look at amgreatness.com. Social distancing is untested pseudoscience, particularly as it relates to halting the transmission of SARS-CoV-2. And the CDC provides no links of any peer-reviewed social distancing. Um, let's look at the American thinker. Very likely you've already instinctively know that guidelines suggesting that it's somehow helpful to keep a six-foot distance between healthy people, even outdoors, is not based on science. It's an arbitrary suggestion. Let's look at the inside UPMC.com. We cannot, what we cannot do is extend social isolation. Human beings are social, and we already see the mental health consequences of loneliness. So let's just look at this. Since, since we're supposed to be basing evidence based in science-based recommendations, let's compare California, Texas, Florida, and New York. Now, the population, 40 million in California, uh, Texas is 29 million, Florida 22 million, New York is 19 million. Now, California and New York, both, they don't have a balanced budget, but when you look at the number of cases, in California they have 69,000, Texas 41,000, Florida 41,000, New York 336,000. Okay, right now your mouth should drop open and say, how is it possible that there's nearly a tenfold increase in cases in New York? Well, let's look at the mortality rate. Okay, COVID deaths. In California, which has doubled the population of New York, New York uh, when these numbers were taken, there were 2,800 deaths. In New York, 27,000 deaths, so nearly a tenfold increase. Now, in Texas and Florida, they have never closed the dining restaurants. They haven't closed um, um, barbers. They did close, okay, um, in, not in Florida. Churches they closed, and gyms they, they did not close. So we're looking at the four most populous states. And why is it a tenfold increase in New York? So let's look at this. Rituals. What a ritual is, because this is why they're giving the face masks, this is why they're telling social distances, this is why they're closing down your connection with other people. It's a, relig a ritual. A ritual is a sequence of activities involving gestures, words, or actions performed in a sequestered place according to a set of circumstances. It's, think of rite of passage, atonement, purification rites. Heck, you can even see shaking hands as a ritual. Um, now, in psychology, the term ritual is sometimes used as a technical um, a technical sense, like repetitive behavior, um, it, and it's a way to neutralize or prevent anxiety. Now, there's let's look at five, five patterns of rituals. Number one is isolation. That means from the world, familiar places. Think of stay at home, stay safe. Like mundane is of the world. Now, isolation is key. So all that stay home, stay safe, first you're involved in a ritual if you're following this. Now, suspension of normal, familiar life, you know, work, social interaction, that's all been suspended. 
Why? Because think of how we grew up. When we grew up, you had your parents, and your parents were responsible, or you had somebody in a position of authority, that responsible for your food, clothing, shelter, and protection. And they could kick you out. So in order for you to stay there and survive, you had to follow their rules. So what we're doing, instead of following the rules of church or following the rules of you know, your beach group or you know, whoever you hang out with, uh, now your work has been taken away. That's the suspension of normal life. You can't make an income. You can't go to work. You, can't, you have to shelter it place. If you're going to go outside, you have to wear a mask and that disguises your ego. So all of these things are to suspend your normal, familiar life. So isolation, then suspending the normal life. Then you have to be insulated and isolated. And this is vital. So the initiate during this ritual can be molded into the new normal. Just think of this. When you were a kid in school, um, did you like running around, hanging out, playing with your friends? What if you had to wear a mask the whole time? You couldn't see their expression, so you're missing communication and connection. And why are you wearing a mask? Are you wearing a mask because you have to have fear of the virus? So how would you like to have fear all the time as a kid? So this is changing what normal used to be. Now, masks are super important because it, it just suppresses the ego and it facilitates death of the old self. So we have the new life, and then we have new patterns of thought. I mean, it's amazing. Think of the first stage, isolation. Um, and now, you have to, in order to fully have this part of the ritual take place, um, you have to traumatize and personalize the fear of death. That's where the masks come in. You go to sleep in one world, wake in another. But it's vitally important that you keep changing uh, causing disorientation, and this weakens the defenses. So is that going on in our world? Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's like incredibly vital because when's the lockdown going to end? Well, we're going to do phase one. They just made up the phases. Um, it was supposed to end in, in Easter, then it was supposed to end later. And we can look around the world, and you can see that some countries didn't lock down at all. Some countries did. And like Japan didn't lock down at all. And you're talking a ridiculously low death rate. So, and since the lockdown is not based in science, but it is based in changing society. So then you have the transition phase where the old life dies and you're reprogrammed, reformed, and then the integration into the new normal. I know it's exciting stuff. Uh, the problem is, okay, What's causing people to have challenges with this? Um, well, one, there's a normalcy bias. And what normalcy bias is, this is a psychologic state of people in denial. And th the best example was this guy was standing on a street corner talking to a friend, and a guy came up, pointed a gun at him, pulled the trigger, and it clicked. And he just stood there because it was so foreign that that this could actually be happening. The guy was able to fix the gun and shoot him, and the guy just stood there. The the victim stood there. And so, and and I'm looking at this because it's so far afield, and that's what people are going through. We had a sense of normal, where you could get on your bike, go on a bike ride, you can go to work, um, go to the store, everything else. Now you have to wear gloves, social distancing, masks, and 
and the normalcy bias is making us not see the insanity of the circumstance right now because we're assuming that once the disaster passed, it will go back to normal. Okay, that, and there's also cognitive dissonance that's going on. And this is where, if you have a belief system that's different than what you're seeing, that they'll reject or explain away the new information. So, like, if you're told by the government to wear a mask, do social distancing, stay home, stay safe, and then you find out that all of that stuff is not based in science and it's actually based, based in insanity, then you can find out that, hey, this is a problem, okay, that, that maybe we shouldn't follow these rules. But with cognitive dissonance, um, it, it's, it's pretty easy to um, wake up and change that a bit. Okay, so let's look at this. Um, when we're looking, so is this your new number, new normal? Are these controls uh, based in science? So think of hand sanitizers, face masks, social distancing, restricting outdoor activities, experimental vaccines. I mean, none of this stuff makes sense. So now, let's look at Pasteur and Beauchamp, because this is the key. With all of these restrictions that the government is and society is placing on us, do germs cause disease? That's the germ theory of, of Pasteur. Now, Beauchamp had a totally different idea, that it wasn't the germs. The germs were always there, that it was the weakened immune system. So on the rough overview, knowing that people are only dying from this with a weakened immune system, then that would make sense. We know Theobald Smith developed a, the germ theory equation that it has to do with the resistance of the host. We know that Lancet, quote, the germ theory has become dogma because it neglects that many other factors have a part to play in deciding host germ complex leading to infection. So that means that it's not the germ. So this whole face mask wearing, the social distancing, the vaccination, everything, everybody is exposed to the germ. 80% will get it and not even know it. You're talking 10 to 15% might get a flu-like symptoms. And you're talking one-tenth of 1% 1 are going to die, but they have comorbid conditions. So it's not the germ, it's the terrain. We know, according to the British Medical Journal, the biomedical model of illness, which has dominated healthcare for the past century, cannot explain how many forms of illness occur. And the failure of the system I think the the main system that now that you're living under thinks that most illnesses have a single underlying cause. Disease has one's cause, and removal of the disease will return to health. And evidence exists that all of those assumptions are wrong, that literally it's the immune system, it's your physical, chemical, or emotional stress. And that's the key. So what causes this? Is it genetics, virus, fungus, bacteria? No. Change your view of the world. You got vitalism, that your body is designed to live here, or a mechanism that you're a bunch of parts. How do you want to live? How do you want to live? Do you want to have health freedom to strengthen your immune system, to get outside in the sun and exercise and eat right and socialize and look at your physical, chemical, or emotional health? 
Or do you want to wear a mask, be locked in, shelter at home, and listen to the government? And think of the government printing money. Uh, so your your savings is now devalued, but you don't have to work. The government will take care of you. Do you want to live in that world, or do you want to live in a world where you have freedom to make your own decisions? Now is absolutely the time. We know that we are born with an innate, inborn immunity. So you do have some level of immunity right when you're born. We know also that you have a passive immunity, and this is where babies receive antibodies from their mothers through placental birth and breast milk. And then we have an adaptive immunity that goes, develops as we go on through life. And we need exposure to pathogens. We need this exposure to develop a healthy immune system response. So how do you want to live? Do you want to live like there's an intelligence in the body? Do you want to live like there's a natural health in the body, uh, that health is the natural state? Do you want to live with where all harmonies or therapies are in harmony with the functions of the body? Absolutely. So we can change this world. Now, since the censorship is extreme, um, look at our Extreme Health Academy. Man, get on there, type in Bergman 14 so you get 14 days free. YouTube, go to YouTube, but know that it might not be there in the next couple of weeks. BitChute is our new platform, and that's where you can even see the um, deleted videos. The key is understand that the reason behind all of these societal restrictions are based, they're based not on science, they're based on rituals and control to control society. So you know what the future is going to be holding, and that future um, can be bright. It can wake up people so that we can take back our health or uh, those that are succumbed to that, uh, that paternalization of the government, that the government is now going to take care of you and you don't need to think about it and ignorance is bliss. Um, God bless you, um, it, but good luck. This is Dr. John Bergman your health advocate, and God bless you, and I do love you, but let's take our health back.